It is. Wow. You know, it's funny. It's, th- it's funny, guys. It, I was about to scream. It's Thursday, uh, August 6th. Welcome, everyone, to Liver Sports. I'll do I'll at least do the opening. I just realized I put my, my show notes over there that, like, really, as I click start streaming, I just <laughs> – I, I, you probably saw my face in the Zoom. I was just like, had, like, was just staring off, like, like, like someone just crawled through. First of all, I'm all out of sorts. Power has been out for three days in my apartment. I'm actually at my parents' house, actually in the living room. So you know, hey, where I grew up watching sports, so that's kind of fun. I'm bouncing around, so my mic volume is probably going to be going up and down. Zach, you want to you want to kick everyone off while I get my notes? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. You got Dave, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the family love. Let's do a little, little Rothenberger, uh, you know, save me here thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, hey, living room's a living room, no matter where it is. It could be in Mars, could be in downtown Pennsylvania, could be in Horsham, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, we have uh, we have David Rothenberger, my cousin, on the show tonight. He's going to dive in. He's a super Flyers fan, very knowledgeable on hockey. He's going to give us, yeah, as we can say. He's going to give us the latest and greatest of what's going on in the uh, the NHL and specifically the Flyers and how they're on Absolutely. this miraculous run and, and what it's going to take to keep it going. So we have a great show lined up. See, look here, at that. You did it better with, than I did. Here with the Marlins hat. I love it. We're, we're cruising into the weekend. So I'll tell you, do you, do you want to roll in some clickbait with that? Because you actually set me up perfectly. You didn't even yeah, realize hey, it. Let's do it. What kind of clickbait? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a little shot here, boys, you know, and, and I can do this because I'm all excited about, uh, you know, talking about – uh, the Flyers and not the Sixers, but but I'm um, you know pro Philly for 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 half of it. So but, all right, the other half that I'm not obviously yeah the Marlins and Packers, but see they're five and one. And Ricky Metallica is saying that they were the bottom feeders. They're, it's Billboard materials act. They're still tweeting about it. Hey hey, good. You know Ricky so that's Metallica, my... It's it's always great when Metallica gets his foot shoved in his mouth because I cannot stand that guy. Really? Yeah, I can't. He's an Italian guy, right? You should like him. No, it doesn't matter. He uh, <laughs> and he's from Philly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, all right, it's awful. But anyway, Dave, I, yeah, I'm. So you probably, if you've seen the show, I've been like the last few weeks. Well, you saw like back in like two months ago, and I was like, yo, it's sixty games. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Yeah. Here, we're living it. We're, we're living, living it. Now. You got to roll up the changes, like the yeah. REO Speedwagon song. Right. It's definitely interesting. That's for sure. Between baseball basketball and hockey right now it feels weird to talk about hockey in august like, i know i was just thinking that it's yeah. weird like it gives like it almost gives me the creeps i love it but i it's weird it's, you know, hey kieran you know, i gotta say or go ahead to your hockey point. no go please no that, i feel like you have something better no i was gonna say get back like talk about the marlins it's like you're five and one right so that's 10 percent of your schedule already but you have an altered schedule now so it's really like 15%. You're you're like, you're making good progress so far. It's like a horse race, Zach. Hey, that's right. You're fresh out of the gates. It's a horse race. It's the Preakness, though. Short track. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, we, we like sprinters on the short track. And you're yeah, we do. We do. Track. We do. We yeah. like the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know they're going to lose to Baltimore tonight and just just go right down. And, like, by next week, everyone's going to remember you're excited about the Marlins. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I was excited about last week. But, but right now, I'm going to get excited about it. Well, hey, the, the Phillies are, you know, they're – I have them all right now. Shape, so it's, it's, well, they're winning right now. If you can split game. with the Yankees, that's pretty good. It's three two, so and well, the day's so young, it, as they would say. They were just up three nothing, so three two is a. <laughs> it's a little yeah. much, but all right. Let me spin it to you. you. You got a little. Football season's kind of around the corner. You got a little clickbait for that. Yeah, and it's more so. So all right. So Tom Brady's birthday was the other day, and. You know, Michael Strahan and, and Brady have a, a nice friendly relationship, I would say. So Strahan did a little, you know, a tweet, picture, whatever, you know, of him at the Super Bowl flexing when Tom Brady was down because Strahan sacked him and said, 
you know, it was a nice happy birthday. You know, my, my brother, you know, you know, I had to post this just, just for old time's sake, something like that. So, you know, Brady comes back with friendly banter saying, thanks, Mike, guess we'll just have to run it back on a football field where I still go to work every day, which first off is a very like first grade comeback, Tom Brady. But second off ESPN, like my phone lights up and it says Tom Brady with an epic comeback to Michael Strahan with the birthday wish. And I'm like, really? Like, so I, of course I bought into the clickbait. So I, I swiped it and I saw what, what Brady said. And I was like, really ESPN that it's epic. And I, I will we, say Strahan retired at 36 for a defensive end. That's pretty good. I would say that's pretty good career that he had. So I don't, you know, I don't see what's so well, epic. You could say uh, the jerk store called. They're running out of Tom Brady's, right? That's right. That's exactly. There's a little Seinfeld reference for you. I love what Alex <laughs> said in the chat too. Well, you know, it's funny. We got a double double burger tonight. You know, the double Rothenberger, that's right. as you call it. Yeah, that's double right. Rothenberger with cheese. Perfect, <laughs> He's a Packers fan. Look at that. Oh, I like is. that. Perfect. That's okay. That's the new. That's our new little trio name. You like that? We can run with that. We gotta have oh, like got- a signature sauce right now. Yeah, exactly. Our signature sauce, the Flyers. It's like that orange Russian dressing that's kind of fun on a burger. And Absolutely. we got Iris Tequila Master in the chat. So see, we got this Thursday. The vibes are good. I'm happy. The Flyers won. So to that point, Dave, for anyone who just is joining our show for the first time and hasn't watched it a whole lot, we had Dave on uh, a couple, was it a couple? It feels, it was some point in the quarantine, Dave. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like castaway. Time's, time's just an imagination at this point. It, it really is. I know. I feel like we're in like some type of like Christopher Nolan movie. Um, yeah. But, but to that point, so, you're basically the hockey aficionado. I mean, it, you're the bee's knees when it comes to, to puck knowledge. So we had to get you on. The flyers are rolling. The vibes are high. We have yeah. to have you on. Uh, and we have to have the best, especially on Thursday's show, which is brought to you by Lucha Slices, by the way. So I got to plug that in there. All right. Um, but no, to, look, so Dave, we got to break this down. The flyers are just coming off a 3-1 win about, what, 25 minutes ago against the Capitals in the, yep. the round robin tournament. We can... We can let's dive into... Ooh, look at that. I'm already excited smacking the microphone. Let's dive into them first, though, for a second. Right. Uh, because right now, right, I'll even kind of peel it back for one more step between them and Tampa on Saturday for the number one seed overall in the Eastern Conference. Both teams look really good. Just kind of make sense of, of everything you've seen. I, I, you know, let's just do that. Make sense of everything you've seen the first week. I'll make it harder for you. All right. So I was lucky enough to watch most of the exhibition game against the Penguins. And as, obviously, as a Philadelphia fan, Pittsburgh isn't really a, a nice team to us. Um, the fact that we were able to beat them after losing most of the games during the season was nice. Um, After watching a lot of hockey, I watched every single game except for one Saturday and most of the games on Sunday of the first opening games, the play-in series, and also the round robin. And I got to say, there's a lot of teams that are making surprise pushes. Like Montreal is winning the series against the Penguins. Montreal is 12th in the the East. They look good. Pittsburgh is five. Like the fact that there could be a complete upset – 12 and five kind of it's very interesting. And then there's teams like the New York Rangers who obviously weren't going to make the playoffs who get swept by the Carolina hurricanes who would probably would. Did it look like they tanked that series a little too? I don't know if they tanked. Like I feel like they were going to try it for a push, but at the same time, any team that loses this route, the play in series has the ability to get the number one draft overall. So I don't yeah, know if so, it was like a purposeful draft. Purposeful that's what I'm saying. Well, what, we'll get to that because actually I want to hammer you on that. Like I'm going to be like the yeah. prosecution and be like, and the Rangers and just and break it down a little bit. But yeah, I'm not going to show my Flyers fandom at all. Um, but right, okay. So let's look at um, today though, for example, right? Flyers beat the Caps. Now that, in a weird way, it was almost to determine, you know, who would win the Metropolitan, if you will, kind of in a sense, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so they, the Flyers look good. They win the game 3-1. Um, you saw the whole game. Let's let's break that down a little bit and just how they look today and, and why you think they're one of the hottest teams right now in hockey. So the thing that I love about the Flyers right now and how they're rolling is that they have such good depth in both the offense and the defense that they took players out. They took uh, James Van Riemsdyk out, and Michael Roffel got injured in the first game against the – Boston Bruins so they were down like they took out two relatively big names in the third and the fourth line and from there they inserted Joel Farabee who is a rookie on the rise and Connor Bunneman they both did a very nice job playing their roles specifically and what's great is that we could still score from all angles whether that's the second line the first line the third line defensive lines uh one player that I wanted to point out specifically that should have gotten the third goal with that empty netter, Scott Lawton. He has been probably the biggest turnaround in Flyers player history in like the recent years. He was – Oh, my God, yeah. He was a number one draft pick who was playing a few years in the AHL. And then we call him up playing bottom six minutes, so not breaking more than like 10, 15 minutes a game. Um and has recently just become that utility player that is like a Swiss Army knife for the team. He can play left wing, right wing, center. He could center the third line and be comfortable with it. He can produce points on the second line like he did today. He had two goals and an assist. Uh, Kevin Hayes, who's centering that line right now, got three points, which is a career high for him in postseason. Uh, Travis Konechny had three points. That entire line by themselves – carry the entire team this today which was absolutely incredible because that's our second line not even our top line well i was gonna say you hit the nail around the head first of all i feel like that's the hottest line right now in hockey and, yeah. and furthermore so i texted some of my buddies uh you know right before i jumped on the show and just said i was like since when did scott lawton become danny briere exactly. and, and john, yeah and john texted me back zach you'll appreciate it. he just texted me back and and i almost want you to just go off on this point dave mm-hmm. he was like since kevin hayes showed up <laughs> Honestly, there I listened to a lot of Flyers radio and stuff like that, and there was one point that I heard last week that I agree 110% with, that right now for this team, Kevin Hayes is the most important player for this team. He kills it on the penalty kill. I'm pretty sure he leads the um, shorthanded goals from the season. He is great on the penalty kill. He can center potentially the first line if Couturier goes down for whatever reason. He meshes well with everybody and he's just that awesome locker room presence to the point where you know that he's recognized by other players in the league by other retired players i what was funny is that i was on twitter right after the game and barstool sports i forget who it was but uh from spit and chicklets they re, they have a shirt that is the best like the caption the best with kevin hayes doing the discount double check oh i love that so the oh, fact yeah. that the fact that they're recognizing that and they're able to push that out there to all the sports mediums, because a lot of people don't give the Flyers enough credit. So the fact that a platform like that is doing that, it's great. No, it's funny. I agree. I feel like he's the straw that stirs the drink. And, and yeah. I mean, Dave, I feel like they have a real – here's the thing. So I heard – I think it was like a week ago, right? It was me. Honestly, maybe that Penguins preseason game. But I was watching a little bit of a scrimmage uh, on TV – and the dialogue basically was saying, what type of team is this whole bubble situation built for? Is it the slingshot team that's kind of reckless? They might give up some goals, but at the same point, they can just get down the ice and they can score pretty much at a win. Like, like the Lightning last year, especially yeah. that's kind of the first team I think of, right? And then 
Or is it going to be other team where it's like system, very system based, like the Red Wings back in the day kind of a thing, right? Like, yeah. so you, you look at that and, and I kind of look at the Flyers as a blend of those. They yep. said they kind of thought the slingshot team was the one that would, would, would kind of benefit from this bubble. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Flyers are like 60-40 that. But it's almost better. You almost don't want to be too system based. Like they kind of have that that fun blend to them. Yeah. And I feel like that's why. I'll tell you. I'm going to make this a double question because I don't want this to be like the Flyers hour here. Yeah. But um, is there someone on the West you also see like the Flyers, like a t- two teams like this that are kind of playing this well or this balanced? And you can start with the Flyers balanced too. But just is there a team on the West too? So I haven't been Good able question. to watch a lot of the Western games. The ones that I have gotten the opportunity to watch were Edmonton, Chicago. And that is obviously a lot of people that are in the flyer or not necessarily the flyers fandom, but a lot of people that are in the hockey fandom know Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, who is heart trophy candidate this year. Um, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Corey Crawford. These are all names that are big for their team, but they produce in so many different ways and they have to work a specific system. Um, but Chicago for the West is ranked 12th overall. Like they weren't going to make playoffs. I don't think that they could have made the push to make the wild card if they, if it was a normal season, but the fact that Chicago came out in game one and one of the players who's a rookie got five total points scored twice and got three assists and helped them win six to four. It's kind of mind blowing that the fact that like they can get that slingshot, but still kind of produce and be systematic about it as well. Right. It's like anything can happen with, yeah. with, 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 that's, I think the fun part when you step back. Now, let me ask you, Zach, you're, I know you're sitting here a little quiet. Now it's okay. I know you're not the, and we talked about this. Yeah. This is not a bad thing. We talked yeah. about this going in hockey's maybe not your, your biggest calling, but yeah, I can see you smiling over there a little bit. You're getting excited. You know, we're, we're, we're having a fun little dialogue before we jump on the show. Yeah. Where are, where's your interest level? Like, where are you at? I'm almost like you're like the kid in the class. It's you know what? You're like Zach in School of Rock right now. And I'm being like Jack back. Like, like I'm like, how you doing, Zach? Like you just got caught quiet, still faced with hockey. Mm-hmm. How yeah. you feeling with the guitar in your hand? You feeling good? Yeah, you know, I'm breaking a couple strings here and there. <laughs> my, I'm getting some calluses on my fingers, but but we're yeah, no, it's cool. So I actually do have a question for David and kind of it's flyers related, but it's also like the landscape of the East in the, you know, for the NHL the playoffs. So obviously, you know, Flyers don't like the Penguins, of course. They're the fifth seed, like you said. Would and being there's a, that rivalry there, would you rather face the Penguins in the playoffs and, and and you know keep that rivalry and knock them out, or would you rather them lose to the twelve, like you were saying, and just not face them and hopefully for an easier way? Like just from a rivalry and fan perspective, I want to know. Well. At this point, regardless if the Penguins were to win or not, we wouldn't end up facing them in the first round, which is a mm-hmm. good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's part of me that almost wants the Pittsburgh Penguins to get into the actual playoffs because I don't want them with the number one draft pick. Um, when it comes to the Eastern Conference teams, the Penguins I'm kind of iffy about if the Flyers were to play in the actual playoffs, like if they would do well or not. During the season, they didn't do that great, but on paper, they should be able to match up rather well against Um the only teams that I'm relatively worried about when it comes to the Eastern Conference for the Flyers would probably be the, as weird as it sounds, the New York Islanders, and not surprisingly, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay barely got beaten out by Boston when it comes to the President's Trophy being the number one team in the NHL. Um, 
they have had the Flyers number for the last two and a half years. We can't seem to win against them, so Saturday should be a good test. Mm. Um, Penguins scares me. <laughs> we, we play the Penguins enough. I mean, like you can read my shirt. Crosby kind of sucks, but that's my <laughs> own personal opinion. Um, and the Islanders, they just play like such a weird game that like they have the Flyers beat every time that we play them in New York and in Philly. Um, but the but kind of going off of the rivalry portion of the question that you asked, Zach, um, the way that the NHL makes their playoffs isn't like, oh, it's the top eight teams in each conference and then it's kind of based on seeding. Mm-hmm. It's literally keeping it within the division because of the wild card spots. So they're almost forcing these rivalries to happen and continue in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like nine times out of 10 in the playoffs, we're either playing the Penguins or the Capitals first round. And it's just like, who are we going to lose to this year? <laughs> the Flyers are actually relatively good this year. So, all right, so I'll say this. You scare the hell out of me, David, when you say this, because I'm terrified of the lightning myself. Yeah. I mean, you see my eyes wandering all over the place. I'm, I'm horrified. And, and and just, you know what I didn't like either? Just watching them the other night, just roll. And everyone was like, this is a team on a mission. They it, All right, I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase. And Zach, you can appreciate this. This just has too much of that, like, Virginia storyline to it, right? Where they lose this 16 seed in UMBC and where they're the number one overall seed. And they looked great. They, they lose that in, like, a very embarrassing fashion, right? Then the next year, they're pissed off and they win. Like, yeah. that's that's how that story always goes. Unless you're from, like, this area or something like that. That narrative, that narrative would never ring true. But... But anywhere else, like, you know, like it just has that, like, they get, you know, swept last year by Columbus and they had, like, all those points. They were great last year. And now they're, they're, they're a team on a mission. That's what's horrifying about it. Kind of going off of that, though, they've been a team on a mission for, for, like, the past six years. They've been, like, within the top, like, four or five of the NHL every year for the past four or five years, as long as I can So remember. the Saints, kind of, of, of hockey? <laughs> Pretty much. I would like that would be a good comparison. Like they always do really well during the regular season, but when like push comes to shove, they choke on something. They lost to Columbus in a sweep last year, and Columbus barely made the playoffs. Like they weren't bad. They always beat us. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, I like I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think that Saturday's gonna be a good test. Um if I remember right, they only beat uh, Washington in a double overtime. So the fact yeah. that they had to force Washington into a double overtime and we controlled the hell out of this game, I'm not as worried about this game Saturday, but it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Well, and let's, let's spin around. I like this. We're doing some hockey talk tonight for everyone's, you know, new to our show. We're checking this out. You know, it's great. We got David Rothenberger joining us here. Uh, like I said, talking a little puck action. And right, so, David, let me let's kind of take a spin around the NHL, right? Because there's a lot of games. That's, it has that March Madness feel. It's like noon, Zach. Games are on. You got to love it. Um, unless you're a man, you can't watch any of them because I don't have any power. You know, so that's that's, you know, kind of. A, a, a buzzkill, as they would say, but um, nevertheless, uh, all right, look, let's look at the NHL. And I got a couple series. I feel like I always do like the Kornheiser reading off the pad and paper. Right, but we got, you mentioned Chicago being the 12 seed, giving Edmonton everything they can handle right now. They're up to one in that series. And, and these are all best of five for anyone who's yeah. just joining the, the hockey world. I've got trust on 2K back. And, and I love hey, what Iris, the Cuban master was saying about it. He always got a little, little school of rock love too in there. You know, that's great. Oh, it's good. It's oh good. yeah. Um, but all right, so looking at it, so we, like I said, we got Chicago's up two one. Uh, Arizona is up two one against Nashville. So those are two little upsets in the Brewing. Uh, the Flames. That's a that's a fun. I feel like that's a fun series. Them and the Jets. Um, yeah, and that's been really fit. 
it's been really physical. I've been watching that one. I feel like that's the series I've watched the most of so far. Um, yeah. and, and Calgary's up 2-1 in that game going for the kill tonight. Uh, and then you got you know the Islanders up 2-1, which you mentioned that. It's a little scary. And then and then a game that's intriguing tonight is the, you know, the Leaves and the Jackets, which might be going off any minute now, I would say, right? Like it was mm-hmm. 7 or 8 o'clock. Um, so it kind of makes sense of all these series. And then the Canucks and Wild are 2-1 too. So um, you know, kind of makes sense of this, David. Like, what, what are you kind of seeing with this this new format? And especially for anyone that might not really be a huge hockey fan, like, what's to get excited about? They see that there's hockey on at twelve thirty in the in the afternoon if you're in Eastern Time, right? It's even it's morning hockey if you're you know yeah. in the Pacific. So, so kind of pitch it to them, like what you've been seeing with all these series and why it's been so great. So the fact that I'm able to sit down on a Saturday, like because I I work outside, so being able to watch any game during the day is kind of shot for me. Um, <laughs> But the fact that I was able to sit down on a Saturday and watch four out of five hockey games is lovely. Like, I'm not a huge basketball person, so March Madness, like, doesn't appeal to me as much. Oh, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know that was a thing. It's like yeah. saying I'm not really big. I'm not a big pizza guy. It's like, what? <laughs> At, basketball, I don't know. For me, it's just it's never been like an, like a sport that I could get into. Um but playing and watching, hockey, it's like, right. yeah, I got hockey, I got football, I got baseball. It's fine. Um, but for me, like the fact that I'm able to watch games, even the Flyers not playing for like 12 hours straight is a godsend. So that's the fun thing about this whole playing series, the whole round robin. Um, to be honest, if the NHL were to shorten the season a little bit and do this for the actual playoffs and keep this moving forward, I'd be all on board for it. The fact that it adds a little bit more competition to get into playoffs rather than just like kind of grinding it out for like those two, one points, like depending on if they go to overtime or not, it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting for sure. But I have to, I agree with the chat. I, it's, I can't imagine not liking basketball. We got to <laughs> sit, sit right here for March Madness with me. We'll be, we'll be all right. You know, we'll have a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I will say, and, and not someone who, who is a huge follower of hockey, but to your point, David, it's it's nice having sports on during the day, in the week, or in just all throughout the weekend, like you said. So, you know, just pe- anyone who's competitive, I think, can get behind that. So, Agreed. And the, myself, fact that so. It, and the fact that this allows for a lot of people now, like a friend of mine was explaining parlay bets and – the fact that I could go oh, in. Oh on, God! On, stop! On a, stop! Yeah, if you if you go down that alleyway, I mean anything, <laughs> anything, you'll you'll enjoy anything you see on TV. Ex- exactly. The fact that like there, like I can be right in my alley and bet on a few different games and still get into that sounds amazing to me. It's a dangerous trap, David. Just be careful. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, say whoa. <laughs> Hey, need someone to refer you on Fandle? <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? There's a code for that. Um, oh, I'll trust on a Rangers fan. That's right. Well, that was – that was okay, let's actually get to them for a second. I'm sorry, trust on. You reminded me of this. So, all right, Joe G, actually, who's a Rangers fan, was the one that kind of brought this to my attention. So, that's why I'm, you know, bringing it up. Uh, all right, so he felt like the Rangers are very young and that it might benefit them to not win the series and then – getting really, really good draft picks. So do you think, A, they did that, and B, do you think other teams, just anybody's doing that? And and I guess I'll add my t- – I hate doing this when I ask a question, and before I let the person answer, I just start telling them what I think. But I'll add the caveat or whatever, the opinion of um, – they didn't do a good job by basically saying, hey, by the way, if you don't win this series, you could also get the number one pick. 
It's like, yeah. Like, is that the opposite of the lottery? It's like, everybody's got a shot now. It's like, well, what? Is there a st- like a stone cold number one pick that everyone wants in the draft this year? Yes. There I forget is. the, I forget the dude's name, but he's a French Canadian. He's really good in the hockey juniors. Um, people are comparing him to not necessarily McDavid, but more of like an Austin Matthews type player. And Austin Matthews for the Toronto Maple Leafs is probably at least their number, that. Yeah, like they're at least their number two, if not their number one player on the team right now. If it, if he's not and the number could you one, imagine, it's and, and could you imagine pairing this guy up with a team like the Penguins if they don't win? You know, it's like that's horrifying. Don't get me started. That's that's, that's the, why I hate it. Yeah, honestly, that's the one thing that I disagreed with the NHL about doing this draft lottery because they needed something to do for the other seven teams that weren't in the playoffs and preparing for postseason. Um, but the fact that they included the caveat where if whatever team doesn't get the first pick, one of the teams that gets eliminated in the um, play-in series gets whatever pick. So the fact that it ended up being every team got second to eighth kind of blows my mind a little bit the fact that none of those teams who were the bottom seven of the entire nhl could get the number one pick like it should have gone to someone like the buffalo sabers or yeah it's vexing it's like whoever didn't make that tournament they should have their own little lottery yeah and then right yeah like it should have just been from there like where your draft picks fell or like where you had them placed and everything like that but uh like you're basically saying you're just you're three losses away from anything happening. It's like what? Like, exactly. You know, um, it's like saying, by the way, if you lose wild card weekend in football, you might you might get the number one pick. It's like, well, like all this. I bet you the quality of those games would drop. Yeah, and but to kind of go back to your original question, do you think like teams are tanking? Whenever a team gets an opportunity to play for the championship, I don't think that they would purposely try to tank. Like the Rangers, obviously, are like you said, a very young team. They're definitely in a rebuild. Hendrick Lundqvist is probably on his way out the door, unfortunately. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, our Terry Panarin is their number one guy currently with Zabenejad as well. Yeah. But like, other than that, like, I like, there's not as many, if like notable around the entire NHL players, but if they were to get this overall pick, uh, and, and trust on much love. He, he hooked us up in the chat. Alexis yeah. Lafreniere. Did yeah. I say that correctly? Did I get my inner, like my sister, nice. she took French. Yeah. You like that? Yep. Did you take French, Jack? No. All right. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> but that is how you pronounce it. Lafreniere. Yeah. Well, I know it's Jim Appel. Jim Appel, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. But yeah, so but, I don't know. Go, like imagine these teams, if they were to potentially get knocked out in the first round, Pittsburgh, Either Edmonton or Chicago, the Rangers, um, the Islanders, or another team out west, Calgary. Imagine any of those teams getting the number one overall pick. Like that's just a recipe for disaster for any of the conferences. Horrifying. Like I can't Tarifying. see. I do not want to see Lafreniere in a Penguins jersey. Him with Crosby and Malkin. No, thank you. No, that would not be fun. No. That would be fun. But uh, what would be ironic is if Edmonton ends up getting eliminated and gets consecutive number one picks for, within like the last 10 years and they still can't do much with them. Like, well, I, a, I think it'd be a coaching issue there. Yeah, the I, I feel like that it would be an organization thing for sure yeah. because Connor McDavid being 
younger than I am, captaining the team, being one of the best players in the NHL, getting another number one draft pick with him, and not being able to do much after that, that would be horrible. Well, so speaking of horrible, that's a perfect way to roll in the next segment. So let me – we this just kind of came up today. I don't know how it just it just happened. Um, but it's fun. It's a fun little segment. And and I didn't realize this, Dave, when you were jumping on the show. It's actually kind of all meshes. It all, it all clicks. This is fun. Um, I love when this happens. So we were talking, Zach and I, this morning uh, as a little segment. What are the most annoying things that you see in a gym or the most annoying types of people you see in a gym? And I didn't realize you worked in a gym. So like you had probably, you're just like, hold me back right now, probably. Um, <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear you guys first and then I'll explain my two right. plus years in a gym. I'll, I'll tell you, Zach, do you want to go first? And I, I have like one, two, three, four. And the funny thing is I don't even belong to a gym because of these reasons, but um, I'll go... I'll go second and see what I can fill in the gaps with. I'll tell you if like, it's almost like family feud. I'll tell you which ones I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I've almost got, I've almost gotten in several altercations at the gym for this. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, if typically at a gym, there's like limited Smith machines or limited squat racks, right? Like, or limited bench presses, like, you know, the prestigious, the, the big exercises everyone's trying to do and show off and whatever. So there's been numerous times where you'll get someone on a Smith machine doing whatever, or just say squat rack for this case. And they, they leave. They, first off, they've been there for like 20 minutes and you know, we're the, I'm the guy with, with my buddy, just like hawking it, trying to look, see when they're done. So we can go swoop in and take it. Yeah. So I don't leaves. have that. The right, guy who so, takes too long in between reps. Right. Well, so he leaves, he leaves the squat rack, but leaves his weight on, which is also pet peeve by the way. But he leaves. Okay. There's nothing. He doesn't have a bag, a water bottle, like a phone. Nothing is there. So we go over to go, you know, cause we want to use it. He comes back all irritated and is like, he's like, dude, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. What are you, what are you doing? This is, this is mine. I'm like, really bro. It's, it's yours. It says freaking uh, lifetime fitness right there. I don't think that's your name. Is it like, like what the hell? And, oh, and now we're talking. Yeah. And he gets all, you know, up in our face about it. And I was like, dude, really? Like, what the hell? Like you can't just like leave and expect to live here for a whole hour or two that we're trying to take it. That's you know? I I don't know how you do it at the gym because I they, like this is what I'm talking about. They're, like you just see these creatures running around there all the time. Yeah, I mean it, it's I get it. Like it's a huge it's a huge there's a lot of testosterone and whatever flying around in that gym, but you're supposed to let it out working out though, right, not the other people. Yeah, you're supposed to work it out, right? You're not supposed to you don't go there to go to go hit someone. Trust on 2K has got a great – the people that don't put the weights back. Exactly. Like, that's your point. It's like mm-hmm. – you're right. It's not your basement. Right. It's just like, like check you yourself. You can't expect to just leave a, a, a machine. It doesn't matter what machine you're on. You know, just leave it and then expect it to still be there when you're back, like at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night when it's like prime time at a gym, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't understand where these people come from. It's not only just people who go to the gym. This is just a solid reminder that like, there's a lot of not friendly people out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In mild terms. I guess it's a G way of putting it. Yeah. Um, what else? You got any other ones? Yeah. Clean up your sweat. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Can I add, I have, I have two schools of thoughts on this. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also hate the people that are the sweat police. Where yeah. it's like if the if it's like a girl that ran on the treadmill for 15 minutes and there, you know there's not a drop of sweat on the railing and she just kind of gets off and you just you know it was like a jog. Yeah. I'm not sitting there like, yeah. excuse me, miss, can you please yeah. wipe that down with the yeah. paper towel and nothing will change? Like yeah. 
I'm not that person yeah. either. I'm referring to to the guy or the girl who's like doing chest presses, chest presses with dumbbells on like a, a flat bench, and their back sweat and their head sweat oh. is just all lathered, oh. and they just leave and walk away. Worst. It's like it's oh, like what? God. Oh, Especially I love in a time this. like now where it's like germophobia everywhere you go, you know, you know, come on. <laughs> oh, it's ten <laughs> times worse. Zach, have you been into a gym since they've opened up? I actually have, and I've just been doing stuff at home just because, just yeah. So my brother and I, before, like, we both work at a summer camp currently. We'll both get up early. The gym opens typically at five, but because of the whole shutdown and everything with that, and now it opens at six. So we get there for like six, six fifteen, and the amount of people that you would see that don't even clean up after themselves now, it's it's disgusting. Really? Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. you don't see this on the news and social media every day, but hey. Yeah. I, I love uh, I love Alex's chat when people leave <laughs> shopping carts and parking spaces. That's like the ultimate. That is the ultimate. Oh yeah. Team. There's a special spot in hell for people like that. I just saw that yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it's everywhere, man. And I love I love the comment too that you don't want to see any George Costanzas. They're all pipes, you know, that that, that whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah the exactly. Seinfeld reference there, yeah, when he pees in the shower at the gym. I'm yeah. sure that happens all the time. Can, can I say two other things? You can say as many things as you want. (laughs) It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. (laughs) So another one I got is don't be the guy walking around and telling people how they're lifting incorrectly. Like I can't. Oh man, that's a great one. Like like, I understand like people who have bad form, they need to be, they need to, you know, get, get, get noticed. Okay. I get it. But like, if I don't know you, like don't come up to me and try telling me what to do. Like, I, if you're friendly, that's a sure, great one. Just get out of my face. I don't know. It's like, always someone that has like wool socks on and like March, yeah. and you're just well, like, can you guy, can you stop? Yeah, this guy in particular is a guy who wears a polo and jeans to the gym, and he tries telling me how, or not me specifically, but I've seen him tell other people like you're doing this wrong. Like, really and then he goes outside and tells the person that that car is bad for the environment, and uh, he just right. goes on. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I like yeah. the cost and, to join. And, <laughs> That's a good one. I got one other one that, you know, it, maybe it's gym related or just in general locker room related. For all the old dudes out there, wear freaking pants, man, or keep the towel on. I don't. <laughs> so, okay, here's here's my stance on on older people, right? I, I, in, a, in a positive way, I think that, like, is with some seniority. I get it. There's probably a little bit. I've been living on this planet for forever. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do whatever. Okay, right? Like they that whole. No shame. Hold on. Easy, easy, easy. In general, I'm saying that's a template. However, to agree with you, everything within the boundaries of said template gives them probably some type of like, I can do this. Like if you were my age, you could do this too kind of a thing, right? Like there's no satisfaction. Like there's no point where I sit there like being like, man, I can't wait. Like, let me put this way, right? You're older. It's like, you know what? If I want to have a scotch at 11 o'clock in the morning, like when I'm 65, I can do it because I don't care. Like that, that type of thing. Good for you. You know, if you want to play golf at like, you know, whatever time, like that, like that type of stuff, right? Like go travel, go do this. So, so there's running sport. around the, like the, the gym naked is not like, there's no, there's no, I don't understand what's like, Oh, one day when I get to like, say, I can't wait to not to wear clothes at the gym. Like that doesn't ever, there's like, it doesn't, the wire, the wires don't cross or they crossed up. I should say don't line. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's like a hidden message behind the walking around the locker room, just swinging. I guess so. Oh, I've, it's horrible. I, I mean, I've seen what Alex saying that it's the sauna. I, I mean, because I always like to loosen up in there. Yeah. I run right out. It's yeah, I run it's right out. Not good. It's horrible. Not a good look. 
Yeah, it's it's you know, hey. Um so but, right. your list. <laughs> so, all right, and you know it's funny, we actually didn't have many. All right. So I got some feedback from from some other folks too as well before the show. So we got some we have yeah, we had like a little everything. So here's some good feedback. We got drop people who drop the weights, mm. people who grunt. And the people who take selfies in the mirror, which it's funny because I feel like you could kind of package all three. Like the person that does one of those is doing all three of those. You know what I mean? They're like that person. Think, think, think that's like a, it all fits together there. Absolutely. I hate the grunting too. Like I, like I get it if you're doing like the, like, like, like that thing, like that makes sense. Like we all, you know, you're, you're exercising. That you're makes sense. To breathe. But, yeah. yeah. Right. When you're not, but you don't have to be like Serena, like, oh, like, you know, like hitting the tennis ball back in Wimbledon, you know, like that whole thing. It's like, maybe you shouldn't be lifting then if you feel like you're having like, like you're going to have like a hemorrhoid. Like it's like, so to that point um let's look. <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> no dude, you're, you're you're absolutely right you know i just I, I used to go to uh to planet fitness you know back several years ago that's a breeding they, ground for it they actually have a it's called the lump alarm so it's like if you drop a weight the person at the front desk like hits an alarm and it goes like to remind everybody there's so they're like dominoes where they're like, yo, our pizza actually doesn't suck. I'm like, no, it still sucks. Like yeah. that's, that's playing a fitness. I feel, I feel like I could be wrong. Um, I never been there. So, I mean, I could, I could actually be wrong on that, but um, a place that'll, what, what I find ironic about Planet fitness is that they're also the place that'll give you pizza on Fridays and bagels on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just free pizza there. Yeah. yeah free pizza. That, yeah. It's actually pretty good. I might start showing up. All right. Now, now I'm starting to not hate him as much. Um, not that I actually hate him. I don't know. And Just 10 bucks, whatever. 10 bucks a month. I mean, hey. Not bad. All right. Now, here's the ones I, I put up. This sounds kind of weird. I don't know why it just kind of came to me. I don't like the people that have like the funky outfits. And like that just means in general, like the guy, like, like you, the guy you just described, polos and jeans, giving like tips on the form. It's like, go, go to Cracker Barrel. Like, just go away. Like <laughs> that person, you know, it's like, uh, all right. And then, and then I got, uh, all right, this is a fun one. The people that you'll like this one, Zach, the people who have suitcase arms, the people that walk around, like they have invisible suitcases, yeah. just like, like this, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't stand that. Like, they, I don't know why. Like, like, like sticks. So Kieran, yeah. they, they call that invisible lat syndrome. Really? Yeah. Where you, you guys call like it? You got- Invisible lat syndrome. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand it. It's just like, yeah, let's, let's grease them up. Mom, grease their shoulders up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, love, I love what you guys actually like about the gyms. <laughs> um, oh my God. I love these are great. Yeah. Oh, I could, it's good anger management. <laughs> and I like, I like that. You gotta, they're, they're trying to feed you. So you have to keep the membership up at planet fitness. I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. they can't, yeah. You don't want to see this, the, you know, success that quick. They got it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going the slow method for you. Um, carbs in. So I have the sweat thing. That was one of the ones, um, you know, it's funny. I have, I just put anyone that plays basketball there. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a great yeah, we play ones, we play twos. Who you with? Who you with? Are we playing everyone that makes a shot? We play shirts or skins. It's like, and no one passes. Mm -hmm. It is truly the poorest, poorest quality of basketball you'll ever find on the on the face of this earth. Like, you'll never find a worse quality of the sport than if you go to like the local gym in Downingtown and just watch just a bunch of suburban kids that think they still got it playing and ever. It just shooting percentage is like sixteen percent cumulative. It's it is. It is garbage, as they would say. Dude, this reminds me. French. This this reminds me of this guy we used to play like pickup with at the gym, and uh, 
He would not play defense. He was lazy. Like he wouldn't play defense at all. Mm. But then on offense, if you pass him the ball, he would shoot a three every time. And that's all he would do. Like he wouldn't run at all. He would just shoot threes. Luckily, can, he was luckily he would hit like half the time, but still, it's like bro. It doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter. He, I, you, I want him to miss. That's the funny thing. I'm hoping he misses when he takes those shots because I don't care about the outcome. And I'm like, so this guy needs. Oh, it's and the point is they don't even run about. They'll just stand there. Yeah, it's like, and like oh, well, I want to make sure no one got back, no cherry picking. It's like shut the hell up. Come on. Yeah, it's like all right, so yeah, five on four defense is is effective, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're the one cherry picking, you dumbass. Like, yeah. It's uh, I hate I hate it so much. We it's don't need kinda... a power play in know, basketball. I know. Hey, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Not to mention that like the floor is like it's like half the size anyway. It's a very small court usually. Um. All right, but Dave, I feel like you. Did we miss any? Do you got some good ones? All right. So, well, there's a few points that I want to go back to when it comes to please because like so there's box defi- time. There's definitely catch twenty twos. So. The only time where I think it's okay, like, to correct somebody's form is if, like, it's an actual trainer at that gym. Just, like, a random Joe Schmo who isn't doing form properly himself, no. Get out of here. Get lost. Go go throw your back out trying to deadlift and hunch over. No thanks. I'm good. But, like, a trainer, like, I worked as a trainer and a personal training manager for, like, two and a half years at the gym that I was at. And... I've seen a lot of weird stuff happen at that place. Oh boy! Really? Uh, yeah, like there. Oh, tell we, us a story. We need to hear something. All right. So we had when the gym started opening back up, like a few months ago. Um, the mandate was that you have to wear a mask while you're in the gym. Totally fine, understandable. You're indoors. You can't really social distance that well. One dude, he would wear his mask like a chin strap. The other thing, he's an older gentleman. He uh would just kind of throw weight around the only way that he knew shitty form didn't care go to the showers when they were still shut down mind you like the showers at one point in the locker room shut down he would go into the showers shower and then he would walk around without a towel and just air dry with the towel yeah that's like five things we mentioned all in the one (laughs) yup yeah, is that the band? Like, does that person get banned? <laughs> yeah, right. And if not, then who? Like, <laughs> good God. Yeah. And, like, the amount of people that I've seen, like, with the invincible lat syndrome, like, there's, like, guys, like, a lot of blue-collar workers that'll come into the gym in the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, and a lot of the cool things is that, like, they'll try to say, like, oh, if you do this, you'll be as strong as I am. But, like, he's, like, throwing around weight, like, a lat pull-down. He'll swing his back to the point where like he's parallel with the ground when you're supposed mm-hmm. to stay upright. Yeah. So oh. ima- imagine trying to do proper form with that guy and his weight is like cut in like 75%. Yeah. Or the guy's curling like 60 pounds and they're like, don't even get me started it's with that. Great. Oh boy. The hoopty curl people. That's like, I... <laughs> or, 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 or when you're bench pressing and you can literally, the arch is so high. You can like slide underneath of them and come out the other end. Like it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all about personal trainers giving advice, but when yeah. random people, like I've seen this guy do it, who I was referring to at least to six, seven different people, like just random yeah. people. Like, Hey, Hey, try this. It'll work better. Or like, don't do that. Like, it's like, God, just leave him alone. Wow, it's yeah, like, you have that little self-esteem guy. How about that? <laughs> yeah. there, there's a, there's a lot of weird things that I've seen. Like with the position that I was in, I would give like free training sessions, trying to get them like people excited about coming to the gym. If they've never been to a gym and get them into potentially a program. Uh, 
And what I find funny is like a, a trainer looking on, on inside out or vice versa even. Um, now that I'm not there anymore, um, the amount of people that will say, nah, I don't need a trainer. I'm good. And then you don't see them for months on end. Or you see them doing the same routine that you started them on and only doing that for months and not seeing any results, which is unfortunate, but it's like ironic on our end because it's just like, well, we can, we can get you there. So you don't have to turn into Joe Schmo and eat pizza when you go to a gym. <laughs> yeah. I hate all Planet Fitness or anything. No, no, no. Hey, we're here. It's funny. I, it's funny. I was even thinking too, um, you know, with, with all this, you know, weight, lifting weights, we're getting closer to football season too, you know. Mm. We're getting there. We're getting there. Is. A lot of fantasy. I know you've been itching to talk about it. You want to? You want to kick us off? Oh well, I mean, well, hey, you're. Uh, yeah, no. Fan- well, hey, it's fantasy draft season. It basically. I kind of. Right? I threw you so August. on the spot there. No, you're, <laughs> I was like, no, you're good. I'm just talk so now. Like, <laughs> I, get, I get so excited. I get tongue tied. No, like I think. Well, August that's what happens first. when you got a ring on your finger. You know, it happens. Well, just just only one. I mean, I hate. Uh, we're both going for for dose now that's right Brooke Fox, right, right still up. gentlemen but but now it's on that's right exactly yeah <laughs> I, so i think i think we should start raising awareness like august 1st should be like national fantasy football day because i feel like once once august 1st comes around it's like all right now it's now it's okay to start drafting early but it's okay to start drafting what do you think i see i, I disagree i, well, I you know I die on that hill in our league well, every year when everyone's just drafts? bitching at me to, to, to move it up to like the first week of August. And, oh, I, and I'm like, I won't do it. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying I would recommend that. I'm no, no, but I, I, I won't like, like, I don't even think it. if you told me anyone that does that, I'd be like, well, why? Mm-hmm. Like, that's dumb. That's really like, it's, it's almost like there's, I don't even know how to analogize it. I'm almost tongue tied myself because it's, it's, well, it's like, Hey, you know, you can get the stock at a better price. If you just wait, it's like, no, no, I'll buy it now. It's oh. like, well, hey, that's actually one of my points I was going to bring up is now since there's no preseason games, I guess essentially you could draft in mid-August. No, no, no. It's That's one of my points. Oh, you can't draft now because someone can tear their ACL next. It doesn't. It's all about just lining it up as clean as possible right before the race starts. That's kind of the idea, I think. It's not like having the horses run around and like the infield right before they all gallop around the track, yeah. right? Like yeah. you wouldn't yeah. want that, like no. with and the hey, odds shaking around. And hey, I'm I'm with you with that. I believe me. I, if I if we drafted like the night before that Thursday, I'm I'm all about that. I'm just saying, like now, technically, you probably like people probably could more than in years past, even though I don't recommend it. You know? Right. But, well, all right, it's. It's funny. So Dave, you a fantasy football guy at all? So I've done it a few times. My friends go way out. Like they will have draft parties. They'll have like the legit draft board and everything. I'm more of a spectator because like I like football, but I don't know enough about all the different players to be good at it. And I'm not willing to spend 75 to $100 on a league where I may just end up losing all my money. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean – we, we have some fun little prizes with ours. Our buying's a little higher, but we have fun with it. Oh, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a great it time. Is. It is. What, what I really like is, and for anyone in the chat, let us know if you've participated in keeper leagues before, but I never participated in a keeper league until I joined your, Karen, well, you know, that we're a part of now. Yeah, the franchise league. And I have to say, it's, it's like a whole other level of fantasy. It's so much better than- A whole new world. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cue it. Cue it, baby. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Someone was, I forget where I, Oh, I heard that in like some type of mashup. I, I swear, you know, 
Do you know what movies that's from? The Disney movie? Yeah, it's from, uh, is it from like Aladdin? It is. I thought yeah. it was from Pocahontas. <laughs> Wait. Oh it is Aladdin. It's Aladdin. Yeah, I thought it was, it was, I was you know. Say, well, that's because I'm a dumbass. So you know, <laughs> like don't yeah, don't look at me. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. Well, I don't know football. So let's look at the chat for a second. Um, not for a second. We're always looking at it, but but uh, yeah, I I don't know if like I think football is gonna. I, you know, the pros are gonna happen. They'll find a way. Yeah. But I'm a yeah. little concerned. Like what? I, all right, all right, easy on the chat. It's, <laughs> I, they're finding a new world in Pocahontas. You know, Jamestown, all that. That's so just, I, that's accurate. I yeah, exactly. I, I, at least I was applying some geography to it. Um, but, you know, all right. So looking at football, though, there's a few things. So the opt-out deadline was today. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot changed. Can I, can I ask, does that matter? Sure. Does that matter? Uh, you know, it matters, yeah. Because what, yeah. what, I'll say if Daniel Jones in the last segment was like, ah, I'm going to opt-out. Like, does it matter to you? Well, like, I know, but I'm saying like well, – Now we, it doesn't per se. Uh, now me. But I'm saying, do you think that will stop players from like at the end of the day, like in a week from now, be like – Oh man, I'm done. Like I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like this is my life. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like and then maybe pull Jonas Cespedes from the Mets or four and eight or whatever, oh, and then just be like, I'm quitting. That was awful. That's awful. Yeah. It's so bad. Then hiding behind COVID. Yeah, he shouldn't. He should never be allowed. That's that literally like again. saying taking a sick day from work and saying you're out doing it like a charity and you just went out to get like hammered instead. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, it's like office space where you just don't show up. And you just keep letting your alarm clock go and go. So. <laughs> That's that scene, by the way, when he sits down and talks about, it, he's like, I'd say I do about 15 minutes of solid work. Like, I love that. That <laughs> yeah. scene is one of the best scenes in, in a movie I've ever. But, um, all right, I, I'll, I'll throw a little football question at you guys here for a second, though. Um, with train in the spirit of training camp, right? There's quarterback battles, and we'll, we'll have so much because I almost don't want to like dive into everything. And look, this room is up at the top of the hour. But um, I was thinking about, I'm going to give you four teams, right? And I want to say. For each four, who starts for them week one at quarterback? Ready? Oh, so we got play. the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, Chicago, and New England. Oh. Fun little twist there. I like that. All right. So I'm going to go with Miami. It's going to be Tua. Okay. Um, so Los Angeles, a lot of people are saying it's going to be Tyrod. But, like, why? Why would it be Tyrod if you just drafted Herbert? I feel so bad. Tyrod's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. It's no, like I, he just I brought agree. in just for someone else to get brought in, just to like possibly. Be, it's like, hey, if you can beat him out, you know. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, why, you know, and we saw this with the Giants last year. They, they threw Daniel Jones in after two games. So it's like, it's like a similar situation in a sense, I guess, except they don't have their, you know, their long time quarterback. So why, why wouldn't you just put Justin Herbert? So I'm going to go Justin Herbert, I think. Okay. Um, Chicago, I, I do. I for some reason, man, I think it's Trubisky still. I really do. I know they're not really. I know they're, I know they're paying, you know, foals, but uh, I just have I just have a weird feeling. I'm not saying that Trubisky's going to even be relevant in fantasy, but I just have a weird feeling that for some reason Trubisky's going to have like an actual middle of the road type year. Okay, don't know why. Like I just have a weird feeling. Um, what was the other team? Uh, New England. You said New England. Is you it know, Cam? Is a l- I, th- I think it's going to be – I do think it's going to be Cam just because, you know, they made the sign to have him. It's Cam Newton. You know, no offense to Jared Stidham, but – See, I, I like what Alex was saying. I'll actually just dive in and get my two cents on the Bears one, of course, yeah. because, you know, I have to, t- to chime in on the NFC North. But yeah. I, I like what he's saying with, you know, Foles is a good quarterback for short stints. Um, and even if they went with Foles early, they'd go back to Trubisky. Now, 
I'll kind of take all all of this and kind of blend it into my own opinion. I think that you got to. There's a few levels to this. One, I, I'm not gonna. I, this isn't cheap. It's a very cheap comment to make, and I know that. I'm not trying to be that guy. I take it with a grain of salt when I say it. I feel like there's a part of the Bears at this point. They're almost willing, like they, like they can just cut bait with him because he's no Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watts. Like they they did not pick the winner in that draft apparently. Like and I'm not saying that like Mitch Trubisky's not good or it can't be good, but I'm just saying right now like there's like a shot like. Even if he has like an all right year, he's going to still have that shatter that taste. Like, do you remember who you could have had? So I don't think there's as much hanging on to him as much. Like, if anything, they would be probably more willing to cast him away. Now, on the flip side, Ryan Pace and these guys brought him in, right? So, like, they're on their last leg. And he's a horrible GM, so I love it um, as a Packers fan. But so my thought is you're, most people might make the point of saying, oh, well, they'll probably lean toward Trubisky because they, they, they brought him in and, and their jobs are on the line. They don't want to admit that they, they weren't good. You don't pay a guy like Nick Foles just to sit on the bench, too. And I think that's specifically why everyone's like, oh, they could have gotten Cam, LOL. And I'm like, they went with some conviction and got Foles. He comes from the Andy Reid tree, right? So and there's a lot of sense. And I think they're probably saying, yo, this is our last chance. This is our only hope to, like, maybe not get fired. If like, So if even if it's 50-50, they're going with the guy that's won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think – Unless Trubisky blows them away and is like, oh my God, maybe we actually were right. Maybe he is one of the best quarterbacks in this draft, which is not obviously going to happen. But like, if, if, if it did, that's the only way I see it turning around. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Uh, my thing is this, is like Foles, I like the guy, I've said this before on the show, is he hasn't done anything anywhere else except for in Philadelphia. Um, has Trubisky ever really been challenged in his whole professional career with someone behind him or – I mean, he was obviously just given the start. Are you spot. saying Mike Glennon didn't – he he took Mike Glennon's job, man. Are you Mike, kidding me? Yeah, Mike Glennon, I don't think, is the – I was player. at the game where Mike – that was Mike Glennon's last start. It was so <laughs> bad. It was one of the most fun Packers games yeah. I ever went to. They just – Exactly. Killed. So, I understand Trubisky's the guy shutting off all the TVs whenever he, you know, smells his name being – You said. love Brandon. I love so, it. You love that. Yeah, it's so, – So, but I'm not – like – so, basically what I'm saying is he doesn't like pressure – so all the signs would point to, you know, this pressure now that we have Foles that he would crumble. But I don't know. For some reason, I just think I just think Trubisky's got maybe some chemistry with the guys on the roster more than Foles. We'll see. That's, that's yeah. I, that's, I mean, I'm not pull, I'm not a Trubisky fan. I'm just saying that's what I'm thinking. It, I'm torn. It's, it is a toss-up. And I, I feel like Stenham, though, could win that job for New England. You know, I, I was kind of hoping – like, I like Cam Newton and everything, but I was kind of hoping that Stidden would, would be the starter, like, before they signed Cam. Just to see Bill get his see, hands on him. Yeah. Just, just to see what – It might happen, was. though. It could. It still could happen. If there's anyone that says, I don't give a damn, I'm playing the best player, it's him. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, speaking of the best, look at this golf sack. Look at this. We're wrapping up the show. We're kind of getting kind of to the top of the hour. Uh, but you're high – all right, first of all, I'm hurting a little bit because I was supposed to be at the PGA Championship out in San Francisco. Oh, no. I know, I know, I know. It's, it sucks. Oof. But but at least it's fun to watch. I'm, that being said, I didn't get to see too much of it. So why don't you do us all a favor? I'll pull up the leaderboard for everybody. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at from today, and what are we staring at into the weekend with this? Yeah, no, for sure. Zach so, report. So for, for those who don't know, like the PGA Championship, the way they set up those courses, it's – tight fairways and thick rough and obviously the greens are fast it's professional golf so it's imperative that obviously you need to hit fairways and be accurate with your shots and more imperative for this tournament than any other which is why it's a major and then you add all the great players that are in this event so we look at the event we look at it and kind of going into it i mean brooks kepka obviously is like he's like a whole new player when it comes to majors and 
Karen, I actually had ESPN Plus on like all day in the background. So I was listening and saw like six hours of it today. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. But, uh, but no, so today, I mean, the conditions weren't in the morning, weren't super bad, but in the afternoon they're starting to get windy. So I don't think we're going to see the super low scores this afternoon. Um, I'm really high on Brooks Koepka. I know that's like the easy, easy way to easy person to pick. But if you look last week, like I said, being accurate off the tee is super important, right? So last week he was in more fairways than not. I know people are going to say, oh, well, the 18th hole, he hit his ball in the water and lost the tournament. Yeah, I get it. But it wasn't a horrible miss. It was not a bad miss per se. Obviously there's water there, so you don't want to hit it there. But it wasn't like a hook or a slice. Um, he's coming into form. I personally think he's going to take it. I really do. I mean, Tiger shot 200 today. He looked, he looked very good as well. Surprisingly, I didn't think he would because in San Francisco, if you saw it was, it was really cold and I didn't know how his back would hang with, you know, how it gets things like that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's going to be a very good tournament. There's a ton of players that we did not expect up at the top of the leaderboard. I mean, Jason. Yeah. Day, pull that leaderboard up again for you. Yeah, I mean, Jason Day is a great golfer, accurate, great putter. He's five on He always balls in the PGA championship. I feel like too. But, you know, fun fact, they said in the last eight first rounds of the PGA championship, Jason Day has shot bogey free all eight times in the first. I round. believe it. Yeah, dude, he kills it. Like how crazy is that? That's like, that's phenomenal golf. That's like and that Joey Votto stat about how he never popped out the first except I guess once. In, it was like 13 years into his career or something like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's a hitter. <laughs> yeah. And then you got guys like like previous winners, Martin Keimer, the German. He He's four under. Um, who else was it? Scotty Scheffler from New Jersey, up near New York City, like northern Jersey. He was four under. Like guys we don't typically know or don't, don't typically see at the top of the leaderboard. Like Zach Johnson comes out of the woodwork. He's four under. Like what? And then, you know, and then on top of those guys who kind of are surprising, then you got the, you know, the heavy hitters. Like I said, Brooks kept it four under, Woods two under. Um, Dustin Johnson, I think, was two or three under as well. He's been, he's there, been so. strong. I was thinking about him as a pick, though. I like that. Yeah, I, th- I think – I'm pretty sure he finished up at three under today. But he was playing very well. He actually made some very long putts to start his round, which is unlike Dustin Johnson. That's so not him. Not the best putter. But, it, hey, if he gets the putter going – I mean, it could be him, but uh, I don't know if you saw before we went on the show, Bryson DeChambeau, his, uh, his driver broke. Who's he blaming his, on that one? So he, so the seventh hole, he hit his tee shot, and I guess after he hit it, he was like kind of leaning on it a little bit, and the driver head just snapped. So, and then he, he said, oh, it's all the, all the hits I've been putting in or whatever, like jokingly. And uh, long story short, I guess he's able to get a new, a new driver you know, for the next tee box, apparently, which I didn't, I, I never thought you could, but apparently you can. That's pretty wild. It's, not, it's nice to have two different drivers, I guess. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's probably having an extra hockey stick. But yeah, but long story short, I'm thinking we're going to see, I personally, no offense to Jason Day, he kind of crumbles a little bit under pressure. So I think Jason Day is going to come down to earth. I think some of those players that aren't typically up there are going to start coming down to earth and you're going to start seeing like the Kepka, maybe even Tiger, you know, Justin Thomas, Rory, those guys, I think we're going to start seeing the, those guys rise up, you know, starting tomorrow, to be honest. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm pumped up. Dave, you pumped Tony, up? Tony Finau's a name, by the way. a lot of fun. Yeah, hell that yeah. sounds interesting for sure. I'll be tuning in this weekend. Um, well, also, we want to say, you know, tonight's show is brought to you by Lucci Slice. This is a fun one tonight. You know, getting to uh, get the band back together. Like I said, the, the double Rothenburger and cheese. I like that. Um <laughs> It's funny, you know, Zach, I feel bad. You know, we always try to do, you know, some nice little shout-outs and things. And this one brings a heavy heart to me. It's a little bit of a different shout-out. It hurts. Um, 
and I know you can relate to this, and I'm sure you can, Dave, as a dog person. So our, our cousins and aunt and uncle lost their dog yesterday. Molly, who's the greatest – I mean, like, literally, everyone says there's, like, the greatest dog ever. It's like, oh, I got this picture of my sister and I with her. Um, it sucks, right? So I yeah, give them a shout-out with – I mean, this dog was the best, the best, Zach. And I know you love Ozzy, and I, yeah. I hey, look, I can't I, – I hate that person also that does that. It's like, my dog's better. It's like, shut the hell up, dude. Like, but – this dog was awesome. So, you know, it, it's it, it, no, a heavy heart for sure. You know, she was the best. And so one of, you know, we give love all over the place yeah. on the show and we're, we're big dog people. So, you know, hey, they're family um, too. It's, that's, it's tough. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, but I'll tell you just to, we'll, and we'll try to spin, you know, I, it's when you have sad news, it's always good to follow it up with something happy. Right. And what better way to do that with a little Lucci slices, Zach, Right, hell yeah, Lucci slices. Uh, brought to you uh, brings us our uh, Thursday shows, um, and absolutely uh, phenomenal pizza, uh, wood and coal fire. Right, is that what the whole thing is? It's a uh, wood. Oh, it's great. It's it's yeah. it's fresh too. Look at that basil and the mozzarella. Mm, yeah, it's it's good stuff. So make sure you follow um, Lucci slices on Facebook and Instagram for that awesome wood fire taste. And while you're at it, if you're in the the mood to follow and subscribe to stuff, well, why don't you check out our channel? It's right here, right. Follow the little heart to the left up there. You can subscribe to the right. Um, we'd appreciate both. We love both. You can do both. That'd be cool. Then it's like just like how we the double Rothenburgers. You can do some double cool stuff on our channel. Um, yeah. So check us out. And if you miss our, our shows on Twitch, uh, not to worry. You can check us out. The audio ones are on Spotify uh, and iTunes afterwards. So you can check them out uh, and be sure to check us out on our social media: Instagram, Twitter, Reddit is at underscore get sidetracked. Um, and like I said, check us out on our Twitch channel, follow, subscribe if you're listening to these in the future. Or I guess it's, yeah, what, I guess it's the future for us right now if they're listening to on Spotify. But um, if you are listening, make sure you check us out on twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetrack. Um, and then also, Zach, you got some fun articles you're saying you're going to put together that are kind of fun. And I'm going to try to do some as well. Uh, and check those out at www.get-sidetrack.com. So, yeah, you excited? You want to tease that a little bit for the folks? Give them a little weekend positivity? Yes, I know we uh, we touched on some fantasy football today, which we're going to be diving into some more, and we are going to be rolling out our fantasy football handbook, some do's and some don'ts for uh, for your draft to hopefully set you up for some success for the, for this year to come. I'll take a read, see what's oh. going on with the opposition. Hey, hey, hey you know, it always – Well, free scouting report, as they say, huh? You're going <laughs> to leave the gates open. I might be the Bill Belichick there with the camera out there. There you go. Hey, <laughs> I don't think you need help, though. I mean, you're always up there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you beat me last year, so I think that, 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 that the point's proven. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, but, hey, we also have a big softball game Sunday. Yes, we do. Are you excited? Oh, pumped, man. And some W's. Let's go. You got to, got to roll with the changes. That's right. That's right. You guys got softball Sunday, yeah, too? Or, uh, yeah. yeah a softball player, too, there. Yeah. We oh, have, are you? We have our first round of uh, playoff games on Sunday. Oh, you got to bring it home. Yeah. If we win first game at 9-15, we play at 11-30. And then not next week, but the following week would be championships. Oh, that's fun. Oh, Survive in advance, right? Yeah, buddy. That's fun stuff. That's yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we got a fun weekend planned. Some good stuff here. So we want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back on the air. Uh, so I think we're talking about it. So right now we're scheduling back on Monday. Are you going to be down on vacation? Though? We'll, talk, we'll talk about that. We'll do it. I'll do it from the beach. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So we'll be, as of now, just check us out. This is like a plug to, to follow us on social media. But and we'll have all our updates on the Twitch channel as well. But um, we should be on the air at 7 o'clock Monday, uh, take off next week. Um, and yeah, it should be a great show. A little more, a little more sports as we kind of continue on our sports journey here at the playoffs and the NBA and the NHL. Um, and baseball, the plot thickening. So I want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll see everyone in the living room on Monday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. See you guys.